Unidentified vessel. Please submit your clearance codes. This is Justin. Force will be with you. This is Josh. Always. This is Kyle. And we are the Outer Rim Beacon. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. I hope you like secretions. Take a little sip, sip. Come, please. Secretions. Oh, good. Yay. Just what everybody wants. Hey, this is Justin. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me today is one of my co-hosts. This is Josh, and uh, who doesn't love a good secretion every now and then? I mean, you know, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm really ready to get into it. I'm, I am, I am happy, and I am frustrated, and just, I'm just brimming. I was going to say it is the full emotions. gambit of emotions right now. Um, we have a lot. It's just Josh and I today, um, and. We have a lot to talk about in this episode, so we are going to try to get through everything that we have on the agenda because we've got, um, you know, Star Wars Celebration Europe wrapping up. We've got tons of news from that. We've got tons of news on the toy collectible front that's out there. We got Mando. What is it? Mando Mania stuff that dropped. Um, we have our next location announced for Star Wars Celebration in that's now official 20. I mean, it was official when it was in the article, but it's 2025. Um, and then we've got a, a crazy, crazy episode of Mando to discuss. So we have a lot to talk about. So let's dive right in. Um, news and notes, big thing right off the rip. Um, Star Wars Celebration Europe wrapped up today. Uh, it's Monday. Um, and we got the announcement of where the next one was going to be. I think there was a lot of speculation that it was going to be returning to the States. The question was where it was going to be, whether it was, it was it going to be Orlando? Was it going to be Chicago again? Maybe a new location, possibly Atlanta. None of that. It is going to be held in Japan in 2025. <laughs> so not Ooh. only do you have to wait two years, um, for the next celebration, but it's going to be April 18th through the 20th. It's only going to be three days. It's over a holiday weekend again, um, and it's going to be in Japan. So there is a lot going on there. I don't know what the reason was to, to put it in Japan. I, it, I know it has been held in Japan before, and it's been, I think, uh, a long, long time since they held celebration in Japan. Yeah. I think it was so it's well over 10 years it since it's been in Japan. And I guess, you know, if we're, we're, we're bringing it back around and saying, all right, let's hit some of the locations that we've done previously that haven't had it in a while, you know, it's fine. But I got to figure your biggest market for Star Wars is the U.S., is the States. And I, I have no qualms about traveling yeah. to Japan. It's, it's, but it's a long trip um, and it's expensive. Uh, and I'm not saying... You pay more to get there than I would than I did on the the whole trip yes. to California for. Yeah, but I'm not saying it's not necessarily expensive to come to the states. Come on, um, either you know that's not not what I'm saying. It's expensive for anybody. It's expensive trip altogether. But to do one in Europe this year and then another, you know, in Japan in two years, that's 
that's quite a bit. And, and, you know, I'm kind of torn because I'm like, it's on a holiday weekend and we celebrate Easter in my house and we do, you know, the family dinner and all that kind of stuff and we do church and it's fine. But, um, I, you know, but it's only three days and I'm like, I, <laughs> so, you know, a little known fact about me, I actually took five years of Japanese through high school and college. So I feel like mm. <laughs> all those years. <laughs> spent taking japanese this was my calling to go to to celebration japan and i'm really hesitant to do it and i i don't know so um no go ahead no you're good well go ahead uh so i was just gonna say like the so you know we when we were talking about like when is the next when when that article first dropped that said that the next one's not in 2025 um, remember I went through like the, the history of when they were and what the gaps were. So the last time they did Europe and Japan, they actually did them back to back then too. But the last time you had celebration mm-hmm. four in LA, May 24th to the 28th, 2007 celebration Europe, July 13th to the 15th, 2007, same year, two months later. And then Celebration Japan was the following July in 2008. And then we were back in the States in 2010. So only three years between stateside ones. And they did, you know, so I think, I just, I feel like, you know, you should, it should be every other year or they should do something so it's not, so we're not waiting you know, and I, I realize yeah. this seems entitled because, you know, J- Japan hasn't gotten this since 2008, but... No, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I mean, it's... I think we were, you know, like, oh, the UK trip would be fun. Um, you have to, you know, it's four days for the for the con, and then you pencil in a couple extra to do the sightseeing, and then um, this is kind of the same thing, but I, it's a little odd that it's only three days. I don't know why they're not doing four. Um you know what I mean? That's a little strange. But I will say um, where it's actually being held is the uh, Makuhari uh, Messe, which is um, a giant um, convention center there. The arena holds about 9,000 people. And by comparison, if you've been to to if you've been to um, Celebration Europe, uh, the Excel Center holds a max of 5K. Uh, the Chapin Theater, which is in uh, the convention center in Orlando, holds 2650. So that one is tiny by comparison. Um, and then Anaheim, the one in Anaheim Arena, holds about 7500. And that's the largest one, if, at least from what I know, unless Chicago's is now bigger. I know Anaheim basically did a, an expansion between 2015 when we were there and when we were just there in, um, uh, what, twenty twenty. When were we there? 2021? No, 2022. Wherever we were there. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> whenever we were there. So um, I know they had that arena built and it was like an addition and they expanded it. So there was a lot that they have added in Anaheim for that. But it's still about 2000 less than what they could fit in Japan. And if you go online and look at pictures of this thing, it is huge. Uh, now it is in uh, Chiba. Japan, which is about 30 to 40 minutes, I believe, from Tokyo. Um, So you fly into Tokyo, you have to get transportation uh, from the airport to Chiba. Um, And just as some little side notes, if you're planning some extra days to go see other things, Universal Studios is about four to five hours 
from there. Um, and Disney Disneyland Tokyo is only about 20 to 30 minutes uh, via train. I don't know where the new Mario Brothers Mario Land is, but um, yeah, so there's there's and there's tons of stuff to do in Japan. I promise there's tons of good food, tons of good sightseeing. So if you're going to go, go have a blast. Super excited. I'm on the fence. I don't know. And I don't really want to go by myself. It's more fun to go with friends. Not that I wouldn't meet people, but it's more fun to go with your friends and experience those things live and in person. So anyway, a little disappointed. I'd have to, I'd have to win the lottery or something. Cause it's just, yeah. I can't justify spending that much for that. Like if in a, in, as Kyle has said, you know, for, for Europe and for Japan, like if I'm doling out the money to go there, I want to just do, the things that you would do when you're there. I don't want to go there to go to a Star Wars convention because mm-hmm. yeah. you'll have so many other opportunities to yep. do that. And I, I mean, hopefully. I love like that's the thing so, about going to celebration is is you're there from early in the morning until usually late in the evening. If you're if you're truly doing all trying to do all the things, if you're trying to do all the panels that you want to go see, meet and greets. If you're doing autographs, if you're doing photo ops, if you're doing booths, if you're doing whatever it is, you're there from early morning when you're queuing until you know five six o'clock at night when you're leaving and heading back to your room and i mean there were multiple nights we were getting back at you know six thirty yeah. seven o'clock at night putting our stuff down and then trying to go out and eat so well and people you know it was like oh how was your trip to california did you do any sightseeing and i'm like well went to this convention <laughs> um so because yes. of that we yes i saw one street in anaheim and then one night we went took a tesla <laughs> to an in and out and that was it like we didn't do any you, other you california did, uh, joe's italian you know, ice. things don't so. don't forget that you did joe's italian ice yeah yes which, which is, is on, on that one, one street one that we street. saw multiple times so. yeah so stay tuned for ticket details nothing announced for that yet um i would assume they're going to be relatively the same price as what they've been going for jedi was it Jedi VIP tickets are like seven or nine hundred dollars, and then your normal ones for like a four day pass is what a hundred and hundred twenty five hundred fifty dollars or something like that. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we did get a lot of news coming out of Star Wars Celebration Europe, though. Um, right off the rip, opening panel, we've got word from uh, was it the Lucasfilm panel that they did. Uh, there's three new Star Wars movies coming. One is directed by James Mangold, which is going to be covering the first Jedi, essentially the first Jedi to wield the Force. So this is 25, 30,000 years before even the higher public takes place. Um, we've got another film from the man himself, Dave Filoni, covering the Mandoverse, uh, which is going to be linking essentially all of these TV series together. And then we have a third movie from Charmin Obeyed Chinoy uh, covering Rey, who's rebuilding the Jedi Order 15 years after the rise of Skywalker. Now, uh, I've seen a lot of people poo-pooing the latter of those three with Rey. And I have to say this, because there's a lot, like, you can, I'm not going to, I don't want to phrase this. I don't want to poo-poo the work uh, that Daisy Ridley did for Ray. She was exceptional. And I like the character of Ray in concept. I think where they started in The Force Awakens was really, really good. But when it hit, like we've talked about, 
the different directors and the different directions in the second and the third movie of that sequel trilogy, trilogy, things went kind of awry and they kind of flew off the rails. But there's a lot of people out there commenting already um, about Ray returning and Daisy Ridley returning. And I'm assuming potentially the other characters returning uh, for that film and poo-pooing it already. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and poo-poo it because I, I don't, you know, we've talked about this with the prequels, right? It, it, a lot of it was the writing. Um, I would, if anything, I would say the acting from some of those lead characters in those movies is what saved those two movies where the writing was not great. And that's just my take on it. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what they do with it. That's just me. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I, I don't, um, you know, this, the whole series, the whole, the whole franchise just is one continuous story that continues to build on itself. And like, there's a, I feel like there's a segment of the fan base that was like hopeful that they had this like perverted fantasy of, they were just going to like pretend like those movies mm-hmm. don't exist and start over. And it's like, well, a we've, we've already seen with bad batch and Mando and other things like that. They're, they're building that backstory for how we got to the sequel trilogy. And like, what did you expect? Like they, what did you expect they were going to do? Like, this is, this is what they were going to do and everything. Uh, just like you said, no, the the actors not were all. not the problem. The it was it was the lack of connection between the movies, incoherent story writing, uh, you know, storytelling, um, and yeah, I mean, this is Ray. Ray was the last Jedi. Like, what it she? Of, of course, the next story is going to be about her. Like, unless they they went way far, but that you know what would happen is they would go. They would go a little bit farther in the future past Ray, and then they would probably fill in that gap with novels and video games and comics and mm-hmm. stuff and TV shows anyway. So just like it, whatever, here here it is, and and I have full faith that they can do stories with Ray and with the other sequel trilogy mm-hmm. cast, yeah. and that yeah. works, and that's good. I mean, and even even like the worst Star Wars movie. Yeah is still a Star Wars yep. movie and there's still stuff to love about it. Uh, you know, so and I, I actually really like the characters from the sequel trilogy. Like I I I wish they would have used them in different ways, but like I like Finn, Poe, and Ray. Like there's Yeah. I Yeah. And I and know, I you know it's really stupid. It is literally I, I mean I, trust me, I'm not I am no I am no spring chicken anymore. I will be forty five in September. But I will say this, it is a bunch of crotchety old ass men that are just sitting there poo-pooing it. And I'm going, stop, just stop. It's old man yells at cloud. Just stop. Like the character was a good, the there. Oh, she's OP. She's a Mary Sue. Well, get, get over it. There's a ton of characters in star Wars that are OP with zero training. God. It's a space yes, wizard like, just movie franchise. Stop it, people! And, and and again, like I would would I have liked Finn to have been written a little bit different? Yeah, um, I think Poe's character wasn't terribly flushed. Like his character wasn't that bad. Like I thought they did a good job of 
you know, making him seem like he's this arrogant pilot that can do everything. And, you know, in, uh, in, um, the latter movies, they kind of brought him back down to earth. And I think that was good for him. And then, but yeah, I think Ray's character and, and to be honest, um, Kylo Ren and, and Ben Solo, I thought again, the acting was on par, like that acting in those movies was great. I had no problem with that. They were good. They were, there was good acting in those films. It was the writing that was not, <laughs> not great. And that hurt them. And the, the lack of direction between the three of them heard it. So, you know, I'm excited to see what they do with this. I don't want to keep going on about this and beating a dead horse, but yeah, go ahead. So I, I have one more thing to say about movie, the movies in general. How confident are you feeling about the reality of these things happening? Because they, I think they, I think Lucasfilm slash Disney got too excited pre- previously, announced a <laughs> handful of movies, mm-hmm. and now they pulled back the other we, two. I mean, and... just we have so the Kevin the Kevin that Feige movie tabled, I don't think yeah. is happening, right? The yeah, Correct. the Rogue Squadron movie is not happening. Um. They say that they're doing a Lando thing, but they're waiting mm-hmm. for Donald Glover to be not busy. And I saw an interview where he was like, "Yeah, I'd love to do Lando." We, we, you know, but but not talking about. I mean, and granted, this could be at Ewan McGregor, like, "Oh, I'd love to do Obi Wan thing," but they've already announced that there's a Lando thing. So, like, um, like they announced the droids thing a long time ago. We haven't seen mm-hmm. anything about that. Um. Supposedly, mm-hmm. Taika Waititi is still making a movie, but who knows when that's going to happen? And they're kind of get. It seems like they're giving him a lot of leeway to take his time and figure it out. So i I feel like I feel like the Dave movie is definitely going to happen because they've already put a He's lot. Probably of, already got a story. The for wheels it, are yeah. already moving, right? <laughs> He's probably already good. Yeah. Um. Um. You know. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, what are the odds that we actually get these, and what what are the odds that they make it to where they're supposed to be? I don't know because she, I, Kathleen Kennedy, did comment. Um, I think this weekend on the Rian Johnson trilogy because he was supposed to be making a trilogy too, and she said, "Yeah," and she said, "Oh yeah, she that one with, too." I think her quote was that she talks with Ryan all the Ryan 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 all the time, and that it's. I think it's um, Ryan. You know, she wants him to do like he's working on it. He's developing it. He's he's got it in his head of what he wants to do. But she said it's also he's working on another Glass Onion movie. He's got a big time commitment for that. And doing the trilogy is a big time commitment. So I think what their goal or what their MO is for regarding Star Wars products is you're committed to it 100 percent when you're doing it. There's no side projects. There's no multitasking or doing other things if you're going to put the time and the money and the energy into it we need you to be on board with it and i think taika Waititi is there uh like as far as his development when he's ready he'll be full into it but i think when you look at dave and john and uh rick and uh deb and and all these directors that are doing mandover stuff uh bryce dallas howard they're all committed to it and they get it and they've studied it and they know it and they're they're 100 on board the james like this james mangled one with the first jedi that's going to be super hard to 
you're going to have to have a really good story for that. A really good story for that. Um, the Ray one I could see happening simply because I think the fan base is there and it's a big enough draw for younger fans that came in with the sequel trilogy that, you know, grew up with Ray and Finn and Poe and BB eight and, um, and Chewie and old Han. And I, I think there's a big enough of a fan base for that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the the latter two for sure. The first one, I don't know. That would if I was going to put a question mark on one. Qu- excuse me, a question mark on one. That's probably the one I would put the question mark on. Is that where we get a? Re- is that where they try to do the re- redo the Revan story? I think it's too, it far too far in the past. Because even the, the old Republic wasn't that far in front of the High Republic, was it? A couple hundred years. This is twenty five to thirty thousand years. Um, I want to say that Revan was actually pretty far back, but the time scaling for everything is yeah. like totally off now in canon. Like they we, did, um, you know, there was a graphic I think that they sh- had shown during one of the panels that um, basically, yeah, here I've got it. It's um, what is this? Uh, Dawn of the Jedi, the Old Republic. The High Republic, Fall of the Jedi, which is just the rise of the clones, Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, the New Republic, Rise of the First Order, and then New Jedi Order, which is the Rey section. So these are like all of the eras in Star Wars to this point. And this movie that we're talking about is basically Dawn of the Jedi, which predates the Old Republic. So... I don't know if that would be a Revan centered story or not, but we'll see. Is it twenty five thousand oh, years maybe. or two thousand five hundred years? I thought it was like twenty five. Well, no, I know. What did you say? 30, the first thousand is what I thought I had read. Okay. See, I was in my head. I was thinking it was to that twenty five hundred because I was like, Revan was in Legends. You know, Revan was. Uh, three thousand nine hundred ninety-four BBY. So, but yeah, but uh, also if if this is like a biblical epic, the first the first Jedi that doesn't really fit Revan anyway, because Revan are you know Revan exists in a world exist. where Jedi right. and Sith right. are you know. Yeah, so we'll see. Things, I don't so. know if those will come to fruition or not. I'm I'm hoping they do because any. Like I said, like you said, any new Star Wars content is good Star Wars content. And you can always find something within Star Wars that you enjoy seeing, whether it's costumes, aliens, lightsabers, blasters, good guys, bad guys. Star Wars has everything. Good drama, love stories, all of the things. It's in there. I just, I always think back to, you know, years ago, post prequels, um, where we, you know, George, George was mm-hmm. like, "I'm done making movies," and there was like perpetual rumors of a Star Wars TV show that I feel like everyone was like, "Yeah, it's not happening," because it just, you know, we always heard, but there was never any detail, and it was like years and years and years, and mm-hmm. so we were all very like satisfied with books, comics, and video games. So the fact that we have this like just monsoon of live action star wars content in any form is just like i'm i'm still we are, we are truly myself, living in know? great times my friend truly living i mean we, we went through the dark times yeah 
Like, that's the thing, is we came out of the time where there was nothing, and now we have tons of stuff coming at us regularly. So it's it's crazy. So let me, um, let's run down a little bit more from uh, what we had at Celebration here. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of quick announcements. And I'm sure I'm missing a ton of stuff because I wasn't there, but I got most of the things that I thought were, uh, people want to hear uh visions season two is going to drop may 4th 2023 go watch the trailer for that super pumped about this yes trailer looks dope i will i will say i was very interested to see um a much broader Mm -hmm. palette of animation Mm -hmm. styles this time around So, so uh you know I'm yeah yes I'm, um, I'm, ex- I'm excited. it got me hype because I I enjoyed the first season obviously some of the stories were not my cup of tea but I'm excited for the second season it'll like claymation in there there's different styles like a broader like you said broader palette of different animation styles so this is going to be fun um season two of tales of the jedi is on its way I enjoyed the first season of that so I'm super excited yeah. for this as well do we have any idea uh, what this I one's don't gonna know cover? I that was all I got was that season two was there. You know, we couldn't watch most of the full panels. It was just whatever was on the live stage after the panels were over, which was kind of annoying. Go ahead. Dark. Let's oh, get some yeah. dark disciple. Down. Dark. Well, or that, or or maybe this is where you there finally you start to tell a revenue yeah, story. Um, you know, anywhere, cool. any place that they're starting to bring some of these, uh non-canon eu stories back i'm for like i don't care if you adapt it a little bit right and make it here okay well we like the story but we got to tweak it a little bit you do that fine i ain't gonna be mad at you like it's okay yes thrawn is still Uh, bad batch season three coming 2024 it is the third and final season of bad batch um I think we kind of all knew that was coming. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, The Acolyte teaser was shown during that panel. Um, Supposedly the footage for that was amazing. Um, I have not seen a teaser trailer for that. Um, There are a couple people who have posted some still images from it out there. I've not gone out and looked at that, but it is out there. One of the biggest ones. Um, Spoiler alert. Skip ahead about 10 to 15 seconds right now. If you don't want to know it, there is an image of a live action Vernestra row from the high Republic in the acolyte. So that's super exciting. That's probably, that's our first, well, minus Yoda, our first live action high Republic character that will be making their appearance in a film. So that's super exciting. Um, we got some high Republic news, um, there's an excited encyclopedia of characters on the way. There was a whole panel for High Republic that obviously talked about the third phase of the High Republic, which will be coming out, I believe, next year because we're on phase two right now, or I don't know what they call it, phase two, section two, whatever they, however they were breaking them up. But um, that's on the way. We had comics and um, there's comics and novels coming out left and right. There's a Dark Droids comic that's going to be coming out. It's actually legitimately a horror series comic that will will tie in with Dr. Afra and oh, Bounty wow. Hunters. So I'm assuming this is Triple uh, Zero and uh, BD that is going to loop into this somehow with a bunch of other droids. And I, <laughs> I'm here for it. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, we had obviously lots of news on the upcoming TV series Ahsoka. 
Um, Lars Mikkelsen, if you have not heard, will be reprising his Thrawn role from Rebels in live action. Uh, that's going to be dope. Um, we we've the trailers out there now, so you've seen all the characters: Sabine, Hera. We saw Zeb and Mando. We know they're all out there. Um, the big question is that everybody's been asking: Where's Thrawn? Where's Ezra? We got to find them. They're out there. So this will answer a lot of questions. Hopefully for that. Um, there was a. I thought this was interesting. There was a sequel, a se- ugh, sequel trilogy villains panel. Um, there was a which was basically, um, uh, you know, Snoke and uh, it, well, what's his name? I can't. Kylo his name Ren. Right now. It's escaping me. Oh. <laughs> Ke- no, 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 no. Kino Loy. Uh, why can I? Uh, Gollum. Why can oh, I not think of his Andy name right Circus. now? And it's gonna bug me. Andy Circus, thank you. Andy Circus was on the panel with um Ian McDermott. Um, but no um no uh no Kylo. He was not there. So uh but they had a villain panel for oh and Gwendolyn Christie. That's the other one that was there. So they had a villain panel for uh right uh for the sequel trilogy. There was an a Revenge of the Jedi or Return of the Jedi panel uh 40th panel, which I I got to watch that one. They showed that one. That one was a little awkward because they had like Doug Chang and a couple of the producers and the puppeteers and whatever out in the beginning. And then they brought out, um, you know, they brought out, um, you know, some of the big actors that were in there. Right. They, they brought, brought, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Lando, why can I, Billy D. Billy D was on there. Right. And, and Billy D is 80 some years old. He was not looking too great. Uh, I'm just going to put that out there. He was not looking good. And I, I don't, he does it because he doesn't want to let the fans down. And I truly appreciate that. But my guy, like he was on the struggle bus and I felt bad because there was one section where I think he was trying to promote his book. He's got a biography uh, coming out and um, he was trying to like get, you know, that message out as to who's writing it and when it's going to come out and what it's titled. Um, and it's actually titled what have we here, which I think is a great title. (laughs) Um, but, uh, he was trying to get it out there and he paused and, um, Anthony Daniels started talking and then all of a sudden Billy D starts talking again and just like, he didn't, I don't know if he didn't hear Anthony or if he was just zoned out or what, but he just started retalking again. And I, I think Anthony said something like, Oh, we're, we're still talking. And it was, it was really quite rude, to be honest with you. Um, so if you get a chance, go back and watch the end of that panel. It just got awkward towards the end. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that came out. Sorry, I know. I don't know why I went on a tangent on that. But um, yeah, we weren't able to watch a lot of the live panels. It was just the live stage stuff on YouTube. Um, you know, as far as merchandise goes, I didn't see a lot that was crazy. Sideshow had no exclusive there which was really odd um this a funny thing the the funko exclusives they had three of them it was jar jar and then r2 and um what was the other one a5 or something like that um in in like a two-pack and it was but the funny thing was was both of those exclusives were on sale on the funko shop online at noon but they were up on gamestop at 10 30 in the morning <sighs> like it's not an exclusive when you can just order it on GameStop 
as the as the show as the con is going on. I, I don't even know what is happening right now with this stuff. They're but like, don't look, Funko, don't look um, at the do man better. behind the curtain. Don't look online. To order, get it here. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, and this is why, like, you know, some of the decisions that they do, it's just weird. But yes, no, you could order it at ten thirty in the morning on GameStop. Somebody posted it, like, hey, I just ordered it. Now it has a different sticker, and if that bothers you, then and you want to pay Boku bucks for a sticker that says Star Wars Celebration Europe, then by all means, go ahead. But the product is the exact same thing. So um, I will say Jazzwares came out swinging a big stick. Um, they dropped a whole like new line for their Jazzwares um, Micro Galaxy Squadron vehicles. They have an AT-AT coming out with lights and sounds. Um and if you guys have seen the Micro Galaxy Squadron stuff, it you know it's all miniaturized. They look like Micro Machine stuff, but um, they're they're super cool. They're very simple vehicles, but this one has lights and sounds. And I'm going to guess this is probably about thirty five to forty dollars. And if I'm sitting here looking at a vehicle that you can stuff lights and sounds in, that's you know um, probably no bigger than the soundboard that I record this podcast on. How can you not put lights and sounds in the Razor Crest? How can you not put lights and sounds in some of this other stuff that Hasbro is rolling out? It's disappointing. Um, but that's coming out. It's going to be exclusive at Amazon. It comes with it, and it comes with Vader, a speeder bike and scout trooper, um, an AT-AT driver, four stormtroopers, and Luke because it's like the muddied AT-AT from yeah. Return of the Jedi. Super cool because everybody usually makes the Hoth AT-ATs, right? We're getting the the ROTJ AT-AT in this case. Um, they've got an Imperial shuttle coming out. They have a whole line of like new vehicles coming out. Go check them out. They got a V-wing. Um, they've got a U-wing coming out. They've got another Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka Tano Jedi interceptor, I believe. Um, but yeah, Jazzwares, kudos to you. Um, great job. And then uh, Gentle Giant had some exclusives up. Uh, Trapper Wolf and Jackson, you can order those now on Gentle Giant's website. They're available for public purchase. Um, <laughs> and then the Hasbro panel. Oh, open up your pocketbooks um, beginning on 411. Hopefully this, I don't know if this will drop. It won't, soon, but, that's tomorrow. <laughs> uh, all of this stuff, yeah. <laughs> all of this stuff goes up for pre-order on 411. Um, get your wallets out because they're going to be hurting. Um, there was the Star Wars Celebration exclusive Revenge of the Revenge of the Jedi Vader will be up. All of this goes on sale at 1 p.m. The Mando N1 Starfighter, the Ahsoka Clone Trooper Black Series Roleplay Helmet is going to retail for $131. Oh, the N1 Starfighter, I forgot, is $129. The Black Series Return of the Jedi Luke $24.99, Return of the Jedi Vader, $24.99, R2-D2, probably also $24.99. These are all on Return of the Jedi cardbacks. Um, there's some vintage collection stuff coming out for Spirits, uh, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and Young Anakin in like a three-pack, which was pretty cool. There's a TVC 9-nub, Deluxe Black Kersantan, um, Jabba's Court Denizens is a four-pack. J- uh, there's a Admiral Gergerod coming out. Um, pipeline reveals was really cool for TVC because there's a grand inquisitor, the grand inquisitor from Obi-Wan director, Krennic, Darth Revan, pre Vizsla, 
and Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I am, I, they didn't say like what line or what that's from, whether it was Rebels or from the upcoming show, but I'm super stoked that there is a vintage collection Thrawn coming out. Um, we did get some pipeline reveals for Black Series as well. There's a Gaming Greats Grievous, Obi-Wan from the show, Force Spirit Qui-Gon, Pre Vizsla, also in Black Series, Vader from Obi-Wan with the helmet broken after their fight, and then an Obi-Wan 501st Clone Trooper. Um, and then the last one I was going to talk about, like, did you see this Chatterback Chopper? Well, that I, so I was, looking, I was looking through the list as you were, um, you know, reading them, and I saw that. And uh, I've now, since while you were talking, uh, Google Googled it. <laughs> I had a big um, list, and uh, yeah. yeah, you know, that's uh, it, it, it talks back to you. It like repeats. Is it like one of those one of those birds where you say something and then it says like repeats it back to you? I'm I'm here for that. Uh, I I mean, I just bought a like yep. you know how droid depot you know chopper got it got it got it a uh, droid depot here chopper from mm-hmm. bot two um which it came way faster uh than they said it would which was cool yeah um but yeah i'm all about chopper i got a little baby i got a little mini chopper like the size of a funko pop a little bit smaller than a funko pop and then a and a big chopper at the at bat two i will probably mm-hmm. uh pick this guy up too so yeah he um he goes up for pre-order tomorrow at one. I've not seen any videos on it. Like, I want to see it work and what it does. Uh, it's $80, uh, but it's pretty cool. It's like literally like 40-some light sound combinations or something like that. It listens to what's going on in the room, and it just like talks, and like you can move its arm out. Um, it's pretty cool. I kind of want to see the video first if I'm going to drop well, good that news. Cash there are, on there it, are but, several um, demo yeah. video. Look, there's demo and reveal videos oh, good. on... Uh, on YouTube, looks like so. Well, <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing when yeah. I get done here. Then, woot woot. Well, I might have. Um, I might have also found yeah, so, some trailer exclusive trailer leaks that to send you as well. So after the fact. Ooh, well, if it's that acolyte one, I might have to see that. So, um, but yeah, so that that was all the news and notes from Star Wars oh, Celebration you know what, Europe you know and the announcement about? of the next one. What skeleton? What skeleton crew? Oh, I know I missed something. Ah, yep, skeleton crew. I uh, I did not have that in here. I did miss that one. When Jude Law apparently was crew. even there. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Um, I didn't. I, I don't know if they got a trailer during that or not, or even an episode. But it's coming out. When's the release date on Skeleton Crew? So. That's this year, right? I will tell it's you that up. there was a trailer. I'm pretty sure it is. I know for reasons. <laughs> and you found it already. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know when it's, uh, it says, it's, it says 2023, but there's no actual date. But. Okay. Uh, I know it's coming out. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but we had a lot. There was a lot. that came out of this weekend and again um you know everybody that got to go i hope you had a great time i hope it was everything that you wanted more i've seen tons of cool pictures obviously there's the disgruntled situations that pop up from time to time on the message boards but um you know hope everybody had a good time you come back with something that you want you had a great experience it definitely had me in the feels 
um, kind of reminiscing about all the the cool things that I've been able to experience at Celebration over the last couple of years that I've been able to go um, and the fun times that I've obviously had with you, Josh, and with Kyle and Vic and and uh, and everybody that I've met. Uh, through the course of those interactions so it definitely had me in the feels but uh something else that kind of had me in the feels that i want to talk about is uh mandalorian because mandalorian episode six uh titled guns for hire was absolutely bananas that's what that's what gwen (laughs) stefani said and i loved it (laughs) b-a-n-a-n-a-s i'll put that clip right here thank you (laughs) um he won't, but yeah. <laughs> please, please, he won't. Um, yeah, season three, episode six, Guns for Hire, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, writer was John Favreau. Cast consisted mostly of Mando, Bo, Grogu. We did have some returning characters in some that we hadn't seen, and we were kind of wondering where they were. Axe Woves, played by Simon Casanitas. Cosca Reeves, played by Mercedes Vernado. Um, we had uh, Corn Captain Shagoth in the beginning, which was played by Christine Adams, who was in Tron Legacy. She did some voice work in Castlevania show, uh, Black Lightning, Nylon um, in the UK. Um, the Mon Calamari Nobleman was played by Harry Holland. Quite a, not a big profile for Harry Holland. A few small roles, but nothing big to date. Um, and then we had... Uh, we had some battle droids in there played by Matt Wood. We had a bartender droid played by Seth Gable, um, who is in Big Sky, The Watcher, and Fringe. Um, and then we had a lab tech who was played by Jen Kober, who was in American Reunion, The Browns, and was in one episode of Righteous Gemstones. Um, but the big ones, obviously, were Captain Bombardier, played by Jack Black, the Duchess, played by Lizzo, and Commissioner Hellgate, played by Christopher Lloyd. And I don't think I have to give any body of work for any of those three individuals. Because if you don't know who those individuals are, you must be living under a rock. Because you've got to know at least one of those people, right? I've never heard of any of them. Um, no, I'm just... No? Josh lives under rock. a rock. We have confirmed. <laughs> the big rock. Um... Yeah, so this episode basically we're following Din and in or we're following Din and Bo to go find the rest of her crew. She knows where they're hiding out because she basically put this fleet of ships together. Um, so she was able to find them. They're hold out on this planet Plazier fifteen, um, which is used to be an Imperial controlled planet. Um, it was a mess and, uh, the captain who was a former Imperial, um, went into the program for the new Republic, the amnesty program for the new Republic, basically turned his life around, went back to Plazier 15, got it back on track, um, reprogrammed a bunch of droids so that they could help society. It's a beautiful, beautiful planet, domed cities, much like Mandalore. Um, and you know, they've got a problem where droids are going rogue and they basically hire Din and Bo to solve the mystery. They said, if you solve this mystery, you can go see your fleet and we'll grant you permission to go talk to them. Um, and, you know, they basically solve the mystery. Go see the fleet. Um, we have a great confrontation between 
Axe Wolves and Bo-Katan at the end, we find out how we're going to transfer the Darksaber back over to Din Djarin, and, or from Din Djarin to Bo-Katan, and she now has the Darksaber back. But um bum bum in the episode. Quick summary. Now let's get into the nitty-gritty. <laughs> Josh, what... um. What were your thoughts on it? What were the thoughts going through your head on this episode? What kind of vibes well, were you so, getting? first of all, let me just say that this episode was tailor-made for Tabitha. Tab, <laughs> Tab <laughs> loves, loves Mon Calamari, creatures in general. True. Droids. Check. Check. She also likes Jack Black, Christopher Lloyd, Lizzo. Um, You know, like, she is not a person, like, that was a big discussion online, like, oh, why did they hire these people that are so famous? It takes me out of it, yada, yada. Tab does not care. She was like, hell yeah, Jack Black, let's go. Um, (laughs) But, so, for it to open with Mon Calamari melodrama... For there to be a droid bar, for there to be a B one battle droid with line because she loves B one battle droids, um, yeah. Roger, Roger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I that was my first thought. <laughs> um, I was very surprised by the cameos or by the the you know the that casting. Um, not as surprised by Christopher Lloyd because one he had been rumored. And two, he's a character actor. This is totally the kind of thing he'd get cast mm-hmm. in. It's kind of funny. I I signed up, or I I have a photo op with him at Motor City Comic Con that I bought several weeks ago. Um, coming up, and it, it it's interesting to buy a photo op, and then bef- in the time between you buy the photo op and you have the photo op, the person becomes a Star Wars character. It's just kind of, I mean, I obviously would have just been more fuel on the fire, but I, you know, I, I bought the photo off based off of, you know, Fester Adams and, and Doc Brown alone, Mm -hmm. you know, and, oh, and uh, the judge from who framed Roger Rabbit, obviously. Um, I always forget that one. I always forget about that. I love that Yeah, no, I, it was silly and, you know, I, I did though did you feel that those characters took you um, out of it at all? No, because I like those people. Like I love Jack Black and he was I I I do think that someone like him probably would have been better served as like a alien where you don't necessarily see his like a like Horatio Sands role um as Terry Mithril. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not like in my mind, right? They would, if they would have, you know, they would. What am I thinking of here? So, like, they cast Paul Rudd as Ant Man, right? And we're like, how are they going to do that? And then what they mm-hmm. did was they made a Marvel movie that was basically just a Paul Rudd movie. What, whereas, Paul like, Rudd. so I yeah. would expect if you're going to put Jack Black in a Star War, you're going to, like, go into a bar and he's going to be, like, the musician like playing he's going to be in the band mm-hmm. or something but so the fact that he right. he was still himself but he wasn't like they didn't like come in and he's like like but i was like okay yeah, yeah. that's fine you know yeah. and 
Lizzo, you know, is not an actress, but I think like people were saying like, oh, she was so such. She's not a good actor, and oh my god, that it's like it was. She's a. I I felt like her stiltedness and her line delivery was more because she was like a pampered royal than necessarily because she's a bad actress. It was fine, and you know what? Right. I've never lost sight of the fact that Star Wars is silly sometimes. And they did th- yeah. this is here's the perfect thing. This is what makes it not filler. They did all that silly stuff. They had a Scooby-Doo mystery. And then at the end we got a huge plot like a huge piece of plot movement. So, it's fine. Yeah. And I couldn't be happier with that whole like yeah, I- oh well, the whole like din uh, oh well, actually, the she saved me. Uh, this dark saber was taken from me, and she saved me. So she like his like. Well, uh-huh. actually, like yeah, the transitive properties of the dark saber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. Um, I, I get it. It was like yeah, we had to figure out how are you. And that was my concern: was are you really going to pit Bo against Dinjarin, who are two beloved characters? by everyone because if you do that you are going to essentially make one of them the bad guy and nobody is going to want that and the way that they did it via transitive properties of well this dude bested me the saber was laying there she picked it up bested the guy that bested me so technically it's hers now i i was fine with that i didn't care yeah. like i was fine um whereas to her point, to Bo's point early on, and she's like, it's not, even with the best intentions, it's not meant to just be given to someone, which was what she learned from when Sabine gave it to her at the end of it during Rebels. And she was like, she just took it. You know what I mean? So I, I get it. And let me, um, let me play a little bit of this audio from, um, discussing the droid problem. And this is going to include Lizzo and, and Jack Black and, and Din and Bo. We have a problem. Yes. A droid problem. What kind of droid problem? Malfunction. A coordinated malfunction. We think. What makes you think that? The planet's Imperial droids were reprogrammed for peace. I personally oversaw the program. I can assure you they were completely rehabilitated for peaceful purposes exclusively. We thought. They were, my love. I personally oversaw the program. What kind of malfunction? I mean, nothing too serious at first. Unexpected power cycles, deleted task stacks. Then it got worse. Traffic accidents, uh, heavy equipment failures leading to injury. Assault. Assault? Assault? Ooh. Respectfully, what does this have to do with us? Our constables are ill-equipped to confront battle droids. Battle droids? <laughs> Former battle droids. They've been rehabilitated for civic duty. We thought. They were. Obviously not. The Mandalorian garrison outside your city walls can make quick work of your battle droids. That's just it. What? Our charter forbids any standing army from entering our city. Our constables aren't even allowed to carry blasters. But you allowed us to be armed? Exactly. The people have voted we are a pluralistic society. You are Mandalorians. Weaponry and armor are intrinsic to your culture, are they not? They are. You see where we're going here? You want us to eliminate your droid problem. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. They're smart. They And uh, at the way that they kind of painted this in the beginning, to me, this dude being a former Imperial, 
made it see, and he oversaw the program and like it kind of was like oh no i'm pretending to be this guy that really loves this girl but i'm really still an imperial at heart kind of was like that vibe and like you're like okay this dude's really the guy behind you know to your point the scooby-doo mystery he's the guy well, generally it's like the nope, first adult that you meet right yeah 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 so you're you're under the guise that it's the captain because he's an Imperial and he's got all these battle droids working for him and he managed the reprogramming and all this other stuff. Come to find out it's not. <laughs> but uh I I didn't I didn't think the dialogue was that bad. I thought they did well with it. I thought they acted just like dignitaries, elected dignitaries, noblemen that, you know, are living the good life. And and I totally got um Wally vibes from this this whole first section it was exactly Wally if you've ever seen that movie um these people are on the cruise ship they eat sleep they don't leave their chairs the entire time the droids do everything like they don't have to do anything and when the droids don't do what they're supposed to do they don't know what to do and that's that's totally what I got from this um but yeah it definitely the cop uh the you know the Din Dinjarin Bo-Katan um, cop team up definitely had the iRobot Blade Runner vibes to it, uh, which was pretty cool. I liked the chase scene; that was fun. Um, but yeah, it, it was uh, again. I and I don't think it was just filler because I think we get more of that relationship between Din and Bo, where Bono's bonos huh that's a classic um bonos leadership and bonos how to get people to follow and do those things din i think even though he doesn't like droids he he is aware of of some other things that he's experienced in his life that he's able to contribute and help with i.e conversating with ugnots which i don't think bo has ever done so he has a little bit of that experience. And, and that's why I think the two of them together are this partnership that is very much needed for Mandalore and Mandalorians to yeah. survive and move forward. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, um, this is totally off topic. There's a tenacious D song called city hall. And it's about, Kyle and Jack taking over and ruling as two kings. And there's a, there's a mm-hmm. part in there where they say, my sec- the second decree, no more pollution, no more car exhaust, no or ocean dumbage. From now on, we will travel in tubes. And then they say, get the scientists working on tube technology immediately. Chop, chop, let's go. And I was like, oh my God, I hope them... The hyper. I hope the hyperloop was a ref, was a cheeky reference to that. It probably wasn't because the whole thing kind yeah. of felt like Epcot. So you know, yes, but yes, it did. I, um, in my head canon. My head yeah, canon is that, that it is uh, that it is a reference to Tenacious D. But I so this Jack Black's character feels like to me. Like he was a nobleman somewhere, and the empire take took over, and then they were like, and he was like, "Cool, I'm with you," you know, whatever. And then they were like, "Here's mm-hmm. a title," or or he was someone, oh, or he was someone who got his 
he's a nepo baby who like got his position through connections and not through like officer school or whatever you know whatever it might be because he doesn't have the imperial vibe at all but i think you know it, it he feels like no. um like the senators like all the senators who aren't involved in the rebellion the ones that are like what you know we've seen them. we saw them in andor we we saw them we saw them in this show a little bit on that coruscant uh episode you mm-hmm. know the kind of like they're like well, we don't care who who rules. Everything's the same for us because we're rich uh, autocrats, you know. Like so, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I I think that was probably the only thing that I had a hard time with in this episode was was seeing him as an imperial, just because all of the imperials that we've seen as of late in this show and in Bad Batch are just yeah. the worst of the worst. Um, you know what I mean? So I couldn't see him as being that kind of guy, but. Yes, it w- maybe was he a nobleman, got a job as a facility planning engineer, like, fine. And he did say he's an elected official here, w- along with the Duchess. They're both elected officials, but also nobility, um, which is an odd dynamic in and of itself. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, and he was a facility planning engineer. So he's not like the head man on the... He's not maybe necessarily the diehard imperial guy right like oh i believe really believe in the cause he was like a dude that was doing a job because whatever circumstance x y or z is right and you can tell like in his conversation every time she mentioned it he felt bad about it because he like hung his head and he would his eyes would look down you could tell he felt bad about it and didn't want it you know he feels like he's got a second lease on life at this point because of the yeah. amnesty program. Well, think so. about like I mean, obviously um, she's terrible, but think about like Governor Price. Like she was a rich person who got her yes. job through connections, you know. Mm-hmm. And loved the Imperials and was totally on board and helping Thrawn. Yeah. Um No, it was a I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It was great. I, I loved um the one line um I think it was Bo looks at Din and he says, he's like, what do you think? He's like, you had me at battle droids. <laughs> he was like all about it. He's like, let's go. I got some payback to dish out. <laughs> let's go find him. Um, but yeah, the cop drama thing between the two of them worked. You got good, good Din. You got good Bo, bad Din. The cop drama was excellent. Um, I thought to your point, I thought Christopher Lloyd was totally believable. Um, he fit right in like this curmudgeoned uh, tech guy working in a booth, um, you know, that I, I really didn't see that end coming up. Like I once I figured out it was him. Fine. I was like, OK, cool. Like he's the bad guy. I was not expected for what he said at the end. Let me let me play a little bit of that here. Give yourself up. Give up. I never give up. I didn't give up to the corrupt republic. I didn't give up to the empire. And I won't give up to you. You're a separatist. Separatist is a pejorative term. I support democracy. Count Dooku was a visionary. He was cut short in his prime by the Jedi forces. politics <laughs> she's got she wants none of it she's like 
politics. Mm. I, I love the idea of cutting down yeah, Dooku totally in his prime. Like, bro, did you see Christopher Lee in those movies? He was not a spring chicken. <laughs> he was not. Um, yeah. He was yeah. powerful, though, at that point. He he was really powerful. Um, but I loved how he started to say the Jedi Enforcer, and it, it yeah. didn't make it out. <laughs> um, but, you know, as we know, he gets his head lopped off by Anakin. So... That was a nice um, callback that seemed like like it yeah, made I, sense. Especially when you think about his Yeah. like um his whole scheme revolving around the droids and him being a part of the techno union. Um yeah. <laughs> there it is. So <laughs> Yeah, the nano droids uh were manufactured by the techno union. They had been in cold storage. He requisitioned them, which was illegal. Um you know, he does. Uh, I love when he when they confront him at the end. He brings back the line that we had heard earlier in was it season two of Mando, where he says, "If that what is it? If that isn't the quack to calling oh, yeah, the stifling uh, slimy." Cat Bane says that right. Um, it was in Book of Boba Fett. Yes, yeah. that's it. That's it. Yep. Yes, that's it. So we got that line delivered back again. So uh, that was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I thought it fit in perfect. And here's. There's something we hadn't really discussed. We 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 talk about um, we talk about imperial holdouts, right? Like clearly, Empire's gone at this point. New Republic's moving in. There are still remnants of imperial holdouts. Um, the thing that we hadn't really kind of, I guess, discussed or maybe thought about was that there may still be separatist holdouts sure. out there, right? Uh, I mean, we saw in Bad Batch the one um, the one colony. Um, used that didn't want to join the Empire used the assassin droids, but they used them for protect. She used them as a protection, as like a private force. She wasn't. Uh, she was trying to protect her people with them. Um, she wasn't using them to like turn on everybody and you know whatever else. But um, I just thought that was kind of an interesting take. It, we hadn't uh, we hadn't thought about that. Do you think there's a lot more of these? separatist holdouts in the galaxy do you think we're going to see any more of these pockets of them maybe not in this series but do you think any at any time in the future we're going well to see i any think more i gotta think they're like aging out right mm-hmm. i mean because clone wars was just as the clones well, i guess yeah. it was only like 30 years before so but yeah i there's there's a there's a place there for a few it pockets left i don't know that they'll overuse that trope like i feel like this was a perfect place to do it so mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I, I i talked about it a little bit earlier we got the good cop bad cop spiel from uh Bo and din but I, I wanted to play this little snippet from um the bartender droid because we've talked about this a couple times on this show with droids um displaying emotion um even ned b in um in the uh, Obi-Wan series, right? Uh, Ned B, you've got B2. He clearly has some emotion to him. Um, you know, and this is right after Din and, and Bo kind of talk about, he's like, they're droids. You can't reason with them. And Bo says something to the effect of, um, they're droids. All they do is reason. Like, that's that's their whole programming. Um, but you... you after they kind of have this side conversation, the bartender basically agrees to help him. I want to help. 
You want me to pull your hearing sensors too? We are worried that if these horrible incidents continue, we will be. You'll be what? There are concerns among my customers that we will be replaced. By what? Humans. Most of us have been refurbished and reprogrammed. Some droids on Plazir date back to the Separatists. The New Republic would send them to scrap. But here on Plazir, they are given a second chance. Well, these catastrophes don't help your argument. Exactly. That's why we need your help. We don't want to be replaced. We still have a lot to contribute. Human life is so short. They don't ask that much of us. Organics created us. It's the least we can do. Love the droids cheering in the bar and they all kind of like get stirred up. Um, it's right in the beginning though. He says, some of my customers are worried. It, it, droids feel. They have emotions. They have um, understanding of of what their roles are in the galaxy and they are okay with that. Um, but I think you know, we've, we've seen it before in the past. Droids also expect a certain level of respect and dignity in what they're doing. And, and he's basically saying like, look, like we all serve a function. We know what our function is. If here we're given a chance to, to actually perform that function, if we were to go with the new Republic, they're just going to scrap us, make new droid or a human is going to do the job. And we don't want that. Like, so why not? And he's like, humans really don't ask much of us. And they probably don't. Some of them are serving droids this or one's mine. lifters. They move you must one thing fix from this here to one. there. It's but my they friend. do have feelings. They do have emotions. And um, it was kind of cool. And I, I think um, I think Din kind of understood that at this point. And he's ha- obviously had his issues with droids. He does not like them at all. Except for IG-11. That's the only... <laughs> yeah, it's his friend. Um which I'm surprised after that monologue, after he gives that like monologue, why doesn't he say, hey, excuse me, do you know where I can find a memory chip for, for an IG unit? Do you happen to have one laying around here that I could borrow for a little bit or something? Um, but yeah, I, I just, I thought that little speech from the bartender droid was pretty cool. Um, definitely different. Um, but yeah, and then, to, you know, we talked about the end of it. Huge, huge reveal between Bo and, uh, Bo and Din. Um, and uh, Axe Woves, and uh, we get the transition of the Darksaber. So um, I'm not going to play that audio because it's it's a little bit longer section. But um, yeah, she basically says Mandalorians are stronger together, man. And he's more Mandalorian than we are at this point. She's like, he belie- he took the creed, he bathed in the waters, he is just as much Mandalorian as, as, as I am, or you are. Although Axe Woves does have that does say that thing about he has that quote where he says you know like he doesn't the you know religious fanatic who doesn't even have a drop of mandalorian blood or something like that mm-hmm. and i'm like i feel like children of the watch aren't the only ones that take foundlings so maybe i mean maybe that maybe they are i don't know but you know yeah yep he uh he was not he but i mean he's also seen you know what a, a ruler that was not of mandalore did to mandalore look at look at maul right he's he's probably experienced that he knows about it so he's not about to have some other interloper in there 
ruling Mandalore that doesn't know what he's talking about, even if he's trying to pretend to be Mandalorian. And Bo's going, no, this dude, I've seen this dude. He and and we've seen that. Like that's the hard part about this show is I think a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't know this show was going to be called the Bo Katone show. This is like directly related to Din and who he is. All of this story and what these people are seeing from that second person point of view is all about Din and who he is. It, it has nothing to, it's like, yes, it's about Bo. Yes, it's about the Mandalorians. Yes, it's about the armor and all these other people. But it directly goes back to Din as the Mandalorian and who he is and who his character is. Well, and hello. McFly, I've seen people complaining like, oh, season two focused so much on Boba Fett, and then season three is focusing so much on Bo-Katan. The show's called The Mandalorian. Guess what both of those characters mm-hmm. are? Yeah. Mandalorians. The show's not called Din Djarin. No. <laughs> you know? Um, I'm going to put this out there just because I have a toddler, and I've watched this show. Um, there's a show on Amazon called Pete the Cat. It's actually a, a book series of Pete the Cat. I don't know if you've ever seen a Pete the Cat book, but um, he doesn't talk much. He really doesn't talk in the show. Like, he doesn't talk at all in the show. But he has friends in the show. And the actual show is all of his friends talking the entire show. Pete the Cat doesn't say a word. He does actions, and he moves, and he, like, makes noises at times. But it's everybody else and all these other characters in the show that talk. He doesn't even say a word. And there's like a narrator with it. So it's, I, I very much get like a Mando vibe. Like, hey, this story is like told through his friends and the people around him. Yes, Mando says words. Yes, Dinjarin says words. But um, really, it's the people around him that kind of make the whole story complete. And if we didn't have those people, it wouldn't work. So, um. Do you think we're going to see the Duchess and the Captain again? Or are they one and done? No. No? Uh, no, I think that's a one and done. Yeah. I kind of liked the uh, Alice in Wonderland croquet vibes that they were doing with Grogu using his little hand to help her. That was pretty funny. Um, cheater. <laughs> he, he did. He's a filthy cheater. Which, by the way, let me just... The dude, she offers up like some food, and he just jumps right over there, and she's like, oh, you're a quick one. And... After that, Din and, and Bo just go off and leave him there? Like, oh, he, we got a babysitter for him. He's good. They just left him there. I mean, he's his own little Mando man now, so... That's true. He can defend himself a little bit, so... Um, anything else from this episode uh, that stood out to you or that you want to you wanna discuss or you want to talk about? Um... I'm sure we missed something, but no, I mean, I, I really liked it. It was goofy, but like I said, it had the, the plot piece at the end and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I liked it and people on the internet need to lighten up a little bit. Agreed. If you don't enjoy it, you're not going to get the key to Plazier 15, man. You gotta, you gotta get that key or knighted. Grogu got knighted. He is a knight now he did um i love the guy walking up though that hands the sword to her definitely had modified stormtrooper armor on with like soft oh, goods yeah. i thought that was pretty cool i was like oh okay we just repurposed that and he actually like looks like a knight now so um 
Yeah. Do you think we're going to get a general or commander bombardier or whatever and um, whatever Luso's character's name was? Uh, the Duchess. You think we're going to oh. get some a black series? Uh, I mean, if I, if I can't see through, which, by the way, Hasbro, and no. Hasbro announced that that the clear window is coming back in black series. Yeah. They've some, um, there's a, like a, yep. Um, green plastic, like green mm-hmm. as in good for the, or better for the environment plastic, which again, I, I think it, that is that plastic was nothing new. It had already been out there and it seemed like Hasbro made a decision to get rid of plastic altogether instead of vetting possible alternatives. Um, the interesting thing will be is does that plastic yellow over time or does it stay clear? Cause if it's biodegradable, all these inbox collectors are going to have like an open window after 30, 40 years. <laughs> like what is it? It just melts off. Um, but no, I'd buy that two pack. I bet it's it. biodegradable, but not that biodegradable. Yeah. I'd buy that two pack. Give me the Duchess and the captain. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. I'd buy that especially in vintage collection. Cause then I could have that cool card back. that's like Jack black on it, like making some fun face for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, two episodes left. Where are we going from here? Um, well, according to reports and it, unfortunately I was able to find trailers, but not, uh, a leak of this. Uh, but uh, apparently the, the next episode was either shown in its entirety or a good chunk of it at celebration. Ooh. And it's like incredible. Apparently, okay. well, no spoilers here. Um, we don't. We don't do spoilers. No, no, I haven't heard what. Uh, so I stopped short of. Oh, okay. okay. Of like what? But and like so, I don't know either. But my my assumption is like Gideon, right? Yeah. We like we gotta get like we're gonna see the next piece of that. Who busted out Gideon? Piece of the story. You think uh, New Republic's gonna go to war with Mandos? Uh, I feel like it wasn't Mando's. I don't think it was either, but or, I think they're being set up for New Republic to think it was them. Yeah, but um, because it was our boy who's friendly with Mando, um, I don't see him jumping to conclusions just yet. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Captain Teva. Yeah. yeah. Um. And as much as I'd like for him to be the voice of that, unfortunately, he probably doesn't make those big decisions. I'm gonna guess, uh, right? But he can't. But he can't get. He couldn't get them to come out for other stuff. I mean, I sure. I don't know. I I think that uh, they don't really seem like they're the jump into it type anymore. You know, they they're trying to get rid of their military and yada yada. So I don't yeah. necessarily see them going to war. But well, if they do, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see. Uh, what happened? Who who took him and why? And maybe we'll get some more backstory. I'm 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 starting to think that this this thought process that maybe Gideon was one of those uh like super trooper mandos that were loyal to the Empire, and that's how he got his post. Okay, you know, like uh, not like Gar Saxon's uh, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he definitely seems to be for the cause though. And I think he's missing his ship, um, for sure. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, either way, Mando's got a pretty solid fleet. They have his ship. They have that prison transport ship. They have the gauntlet. 
they got a number of those um the starfighters, the smaller starfighters. They are good to go. So when they have they have that that star destroyer too. That's what I was saying. They have Gideon's ship. That it's the it's the light something or other. But uh yeah, they've got Gideon's ship, they've got the prison transport ship, they've got the gauntlet and then a couple other small Oh, and three dragons, three baby dragons. So Mando's on dragons about everywhere. That. Yeah. Hopefully they will let Boba Fett borrow one. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up just riding a dragon. We needed help. Here, you you ride the like dragon. Don't ride don't use your own ship. Ride this dragon, please. Um yeah. We'll see though. We'll see though. Well let's uh let's wrap this up and and get on out of here because it's been a hot minute. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. That was our recap of Season 3, Episode 6 of The Mandalorian, Guns for Hire. Um, loved the episode, so fun. Thoroughly enjoyed it. If people didn't like it, that's totally their prerogative, but I thought it was hilarious and fun and thoroughly enjoyed it. So it was Star Wars-y to me. Like, it's supposed to be fun. It's not always serious all the time. So um, anyway, uh, go out there. You can follow us anywhere on social media, Outer and Beacon, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us, outerandbeacon at gmail.com. Um, you can hear any of our pre- previous podcasts anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find them on YouTube. They're all out there. Go check them out. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Do all the good things that you're supposed to do. My name is Justin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Josh, where can they hit you up? I am Josh, and I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. It's that simple, people. It's that simple. Go hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Um, as always, get out, do something Star Warsy. Celebrations ended. Now it's back to the norm for a little while, at least for another two years until celebration. And I'm not. We're not doing a countdown. No countdown. It's too long. Too long. Um, get out there, do something Star Warsy, and all, as always, may the Force be with you. Japan. You had me at battle droids. I hope you like secretions. Take a little sip sip. Come, please. Sip sip. Take a little sip sip. <laughs> Bye.